Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Legacy Leadership Show with Adrian Chenault and Tom Chenault. This is going to be a super fun episode for a couple of reasons. We may have a cameo appearance here in a few minutes, so I'll save that for a surprise. But Tom Chenault is in Hawaii. I am in Texas, and we have one of truly the legends of the network marketing world and just an amazing, amazing human being as our guest today. This is a person who I, I just can't fathom the amount of love that the world has for this man. And it's just so well-deserved because he is truly, you, you know, you look up, they always talk about leaders, you know, the best leaders really walk their talk. They lead by example. They show you what to do instead of tell you what to do. And any book that ever talks about that has a picture of this guy right next to it. Armand Puyo is the walking, talking example of what it means to be somebody who leads from the front by being on the front line. And we just love this guy. So Tom Chenault, over to you. I want you to get to say a few words and this is just going to be a super fun show. How are you, Dad? I am fantastic, and I am super, super, super pumped up. I love this guy. He's a network marketer's network marketer. He's a company owner's company owner, and he's a company owner network marketer's dream because he knows how network marketers think. And that sounds like a mouthful, and it took me like 400 times to get it exactly right out of my mouth right there, but I did it perfectly because I meant exactly what I said. Network marketing is not populated with people like Armand. It's populated with people that care more about money than people. And they forgot where they came from. And therefore, they're never going to get where they're trying to get to because they lost their vision. And I watch Armand literally every day change the lives of people. And if you're looking in the comments, the dedication and the loyalty of the people that he has in his tribe is unbelievable. And it isn't about how much he pays them it is about how much they love him and people will do anything to have the blts where they feel like they belong where they feel like they're loved where they feel like they're safe and they feel like they can trust and that's what he has created and i got those in the wrong order but that's the way that goes it's unbelievable and armand i am I love you. I mean, it's that simple. You are the greatest, sir. And you've lost so much weight. You look like a different human being. You weren't ugly before, but you're certainly a heck of a lot thinner than the last time I saw you. I love you, buddy. Welcome to the show. Not a problem. Thank you very much for having me. How are you guys doing this time of day? We are doing awesome. And it's just, it's fun. You know, it's, it, we were talking before the show about, you know, our, Armand works his tail off. Tom Chenault works his tail off. Adrian Chenault, I like to think, works his tail off. And there's just, you know, to be able to do that and yet to be able to, I'm sitting in my in-laws study in Texas. Tom is visiting some amazing people who we will talk about in a minute in Hawaii. Armand just got back from there. He's been flying all over the world. And to be able to do business from cool places and to make that happen is really pretty special. And uh, so I, I just, I love that. And I love that what the profession that we're talking about and that we serve is the platform to be able to make that happen. Well, yeah, I mean, if you guys really think about it, our business is actually, you know, making friends, 
And what yep. we do is, you know, travel the world, make friends and make relationships. That's why we build a network and it doesn't really have to be a network for your company only. That's what people don't understand. One of the things that we have to do always is build on friendships around the world because you never know when you're going to need a Tom Chanel. You never know when you're going to need an Adrian or Armand or anybody else in this industry. You know, friendships here is what builds the whole thing. You know, one of the things that I tell everybody all the time, Adrian, is that people don't realize because I know there's a lot of network marketers that are trying to like eat each other up all the time. And what people do not realize is that most of the top network marketers in the world were friends. And, you know, and we meet each, with each other. We go to dinners. We, you know, when, when somebody's in town, well, you know, somebody's there, we're, we're eating a steak dinner somewhere. And what people don't understand is that we're friends. The friends first, you know, and everything else is later. You know, it's one of the things that people don't understand with network marketing. And that's a great thing because let me tell you one thing that I learned with network marketing is especially being on top of a company and being, being one of the top, you know, the top distributor in, in, in several companies is that when you're in the top, you don't have anybody to ask, you know, what, what would you do if something happened? Let's just say an error happened along the way or you met a speed bump or something like that. To me, having friendships like with Tom is that I can actually sit down with him and say, hey, Tom, when, when did you ever cross this and what did you do? You know, because we have nobody else to talk to. There's no there's no way I can't talk to a downline member. I can't talk to anybody else. And when there's issues or there's there's we trying to solve a problem. Guess what we do? We talk to our friends. And that's what this is. This is, this is a network of friends worldwide, you know, in a multitude of companies. You know, there's 64,000 network marketing companies in the world. And, you know, I, I have the pleasure to really being and having friends and, and the multitude of these things. So it's really cool. Is you collaborate, you don't compete. And I'll never forget the day that we got on the phone with a company owner that was in a compete conversation and you switched it to collaboration instantly when you said what your dream was. And that was to fill a stadium with a couple of hundred thousand people in several different companies and have everybody realize that we don't have to shoot arrows inward in order to win. We don't have to kill each other off. We need to collaborate to let the world see what this is all about. And you literally told that woman that she was doing it backwards. And I'll never forget that because it was that real that day that I understood that your mission on this planet is not scarcity. It is abundance, helping the little guy, and not just in the United States and America, but all over the world. I know what you're doing in Ghana. I know what you're doing in Africa. I know what you're doing in different countries. And you don't have to. I mean, you you were past the point of have to many years ago. You are a point at the point of get to, not even want to, get to. You get to change the world, Armand. And you are changing the world. And I love that about you. Well, that's what it is, is basically, you know, a lot of people, what they don't understand about network marketing is that we're a whole family. You know, no matter what company you're in, you know, it, it's, it's see what people don't understand is this. It's almost like a religious factor. That's what I keep telling people. You know, my my uh, let me just put it this way. My mentor in this whole thing, let's just say it's Jesus. OK, he was the very first one who recruited 12 people from those 12 people. It's been, they've kept recruiting over and over and over and over again. Now, they may have different teams now. For example, you may have your company, I may have mine, Tom may have his, everybody else, but we're still in the same mold. You know, the thing is about that is 
the way the network marketing field is right now, if you're fighting within each other, if you're fighting within companies, or if you're trying to take everybody down, you're going to fall. And when, if you try to stand everybody up as an industry in a whole, you know what is going to happen? Everybody's going to get better. That's what it is. It's like I see McDonald's and I see a Burger King across the street. And I see a Taco Bell, for example. They're not trying to take uh, you know, their business from each other. They all know they have their niche. But because of where they're at, you know, it, it's, it's they're building on that particular niche altogether and able to grow. So that's that's the important thing with network marketing is trying to get a facility to grow. And what basically Tom was mentioning is one of the ideas I've had is building, uh, and this is something that we're you know trying to put together still. And every day we're putting together, and we're talking to a lot of owners and a lot of companies is trying to build this alliance of companies because I would love one day to fill massive stadiums, you know, a hundred plus thousand people, those massive like concert stadiums, and have everybody show up. No, everybody does something neutral. Everybody's, you know, trains. Everybody does everything. But it's an alliance of companies that are together, and then everybody can go out and do their 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 pinnings and all that stuff separately. I think that would be something spectacular. Why? Because if people see that the industry is strong, your business will always be strong. And you and I had a conversation also about an event about six months ago, and you said I'm not going. Because I don't feel collaboration. I don't feel connectivity. I didn't feel that. So I want to wait until the ANMP comes back the right way. So I need you to know that at that point, the last time conversation, I'd resign from the ANMP. Are you coming? Brooke? He's ready. You got to intro him so we can pull him in there. So he's going to oh, go he, We there. got him? Yeah, he's there. Okay, good. I texted you. Okay, good, 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 good. So anyway... He, he said, you know, the, so I went back on the board of the ANMP. And the reason I did that was because of something Armand said to me, where we have got to figure out a place where we are safe, where we can lock arms, where we can love each other, and we can all grow each other versus compete. And that's what we need to do. And Armand, that hit the nail on the head with me. And I can't thank you enough for opening my eyes. My ego had me resign the board. My my advice from you and a couple other people got me back on Lisa Grossman, Garrett McGrath, and I'm back and we are going to have an event that is going to absolutely change the world. And I can hardly wait to have you be a part of it because you've been such an important part of it. And it is one of those safe places for network marketers. What do you think? I think that, you know, the A&P is, I think it's one of my most special events that I've always been to. Uh, I feel that, I've always felt something that people need to learn how to do this business right. People need to learn how to, you know, manage through these waves of different things that may happen. And the problem that network marketing has more than everything else is that people get thrown into it. They get recruited into the business, but nobody tells you how to do it. So a lot of people get lost and they're trying to create their own ways. And by showing and putting a lot of people, a lot of seven figure earners in front of a, uh, you know, a, a stage where everybody can really learn, that's powerful. Because then that avoids a lot of the issues and problems if they learn correctly of what their people are doing. So to me, that is awesome. And I see Richard right there enjoying the beach at Hawaii. That is fantastic. <laughs> you guys want this guy's life. You have never seen any. Not only does he have the most unbelievable house and locale, his wife 
No wonder he's successful. The house is full of all these unbelievable health foods. She's, you know, she knows some days he likes coffee and sometimes he likes espresso. So she's got machines with both of them. He likes oatmeal that's kind of crunchy. So she makes this crazy oatmeal every day that's got crunchy in it. This guy has got it. My life is so hard compared to his. Richard Brooke, how are you, buddy? Top of the pyramid. That's all I got to say. It's, you know what? If you if you look at the Earth from the moon or Mars, it actually looks like a pyramid. And the top of the pyramid is Lanai'i. <laughs> That's I, I am coming to believe that very, very firmly. So this is super exciting. We get to have Richard Blissbrook as a special surprise co-host and guest today. This conversation is just going to get more and more fun. So we got to take our first break here in just a second no. and you i know it that's why i was you're you're not texting checking your text you're not checking your private chat it's a disaster so we're on the genesis communication <laughs> network this is the legacy leadership show we love you and we'll be right back after this well this is brooks fault <laughs> after what it's no we don't have any seconds quick tiny seconds little reset because of you because you armand good to see you my friend it's a pleasure to see you richard I'm glad that Tom is visiting. You know, he needs it. Yeah, he That's needed right. a vacation. I need a train. Armand said he'll co-host anytime. And judging by the number of people watching, you're fired, Tom. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. All right, we're coming back. And we're back on the Legacy Leadership Show with Adrian Chenault, Tom Chenault, Armand Puyo, and special guest co-host Richard Bliss Brook. This is such a fun show. And I just, I love what we're talking about right now because it really is about collaboration. It really is about raising up the total professionalism and reach and impact of the network marketing profession. And that's bigger than any one company. It doesn't need to be that somebody wins at the expense of somebody else losing. It's really about the power of lifting up all boats and that really starts with with true professionalism. And so, Richard, I want to throw it to you for a second, because I, I know that's a subject that you're super passionate about as well. How do we have this profession win as a whole instead of trying to treat this like we're at the horse betting and, and just talking about what company is winning and what company is losing this week? Yeah, well, I mean, the conversation we're having is a, a huge part of it. You got to have leaders like Armand and Tom and you that first get that vision and then have the courage to champion it through thick and thin because the reality is the headwinds in our profession, they're not about collaboration. They're not about uh, a rising tide. They're about competition. They're about number one. They're about the short game. And that's actually most people and it's most companies then you got to be careful of the people, the leaders and the companies that, well, they recognize, wow, this is popular. I should be talking about collaboration and I should be talking about supporting my brother and sister in other companies. So I talk that game from the stage, but as soon as I get off the stage, I make a move for competition. So, you know, we have a challenge as a profession and, but, you know, Leaders with the vision that have the courage to fight the headwinds. That's how all change has ever happened in the world. And it's a long game. So it might be our kids that actually enjoy 
network marketing in a in an environment in a platform in a community where everybody supports each other and we put those two three hundred thousand people in a stadium but that's the long game and that's the game all four of us are playing definitely you know i, I have a, a a small story like for example it, my, my son was in elementary school you know and it's like you're saying you know our kids are going to be the, the people that are on top of all this if they continue on with this type of vision that we have you know and it's funny because i have you know my little boy he was in elementary he was you know and at that day he's a little stubborn so that day he had an issue with some of his friends during recess so he comes back they're doing testing and one of the things that happened was when he gets stubborn he doesn't want to do anything so he folds his arms up and he says i'm not doing anything you know and basically the teacher's going like we got testing start doing the test he goes i'm not doing it and then she gets angry a little bit and you know about him and goes like what are you doing he goes come do the test you're going to finish the test before i'm not going to do it he goes you're going to fail i'm going to fail then that's not an issue i'm going to fail and then all of a sudden you know the teacher goes well if you don't do the test you're staying in for the next recess and lunch well i'm staying for recess and lunch that's, that's what i have to do and he didn't want to do nothing he just sat there and he was all angry and everything else well uh push come to shove at the end of this all this this day she was like look she tries to set his mindset into his mind. He says, look, son, every single time you do this, what's going to happen is you may not graduate. And if you don't graduate, you won't have a job. You won't have something good. And you're going to have to work for somebody else. She starts telling him this and kind of he's preaching this stuff. My son this time, you know, and I'm talking about fifth grade, right? Turns around, looks her in the eye because she calls me right after this. And, and actually, and she goes, he goes to her, look, all I have to do is recruit and I'll make more money than you have ever made, <laughs> right? So she calls me and she's angry and she's angry, at, you know, and she's like, Come, and I don't know, you know, and then my wife is listening on the call. So, and you know, she's looking and my wife is like a little pissed off and, and I don't know if to congratulate him or get him, you know, or, 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 or you know, spank him. I don't know. He's like, it's like, what, what are you gonna do? He's like, I was proud of the kid, you know, it's like, he understood. <laughs> and that's one of the keys. It's like, when people understand the type of business we're in, see, this is not going to be the easiest thing people do. I mean, it's, it's going to be the hardest thing you learn to do. But when you learn it, it's going to be the easiest thing you've ever done. But Because what we do is we build friendships. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I love flying around the world, building friendships, having dinners all over the world, going, you know, I was just in Hawaii a little while ago. And I was just, you know, in all Latin America, we've been on a tour of, of seven countries so far. And, you know, you come in, you have dinner with your friends. You know, there is a meeting sometimes, you know, when, if, obviously when you're, if you're there, but fantastic. That, that meeting is just something extra, but everything else around, you're in friendships, you're visiting homes, you're visiting people, you know, you're, you're making, you know, you're, you're making alliances all over the world to a certain feeling that you have in a certain subject that you want to grow. So, so to me, this is, this is what network marketing is, is the essence of just friendship. And so to me, this is why this is my gig and it's going to be my gig for the rest of my life. That's so huge. And it is, you know, to be able, you, you can just hear the fun, like the enjoyment of doing what you do and getting to have, you know, to help other people, enable them to do the same thing and to create this life that just, you know, it's a ton of work, but it's all in the frame of I'm spending time connecting with people who I want to connect with. I'm going out to these great dinners. I'm visiting these great places. I'm pouring into people's lives. And 
yeah, it is work, but it's the best kind of work. And so we got to take another break. I just blew the break. We'll be back right after this on the Genesis Communication Network. <laughs> that stu- this stupid segment, we got to talk to Genesis and tell him it needs to be longer. It's, it's brutal. So sorry, Jason. I wasn't paying attention. All right. We're going to come back right now. And we're back on the Legacy Leadership Show with Tom Chenault, with Armand Puyo, with Richard Blissbrook. I'm Adrian Chenault, and we're having a great time. Dad, I want to throw it over to you because there's so many directions we could take this thing. But this is this is an important conversation with really incredible, incredible people. It's not often that we get to have all four of us together. So where do you want to go? Last night, Kimmy asked me about a guy. And I said, you know, he's a great guy. He's unbelievably smart. He's charismatic, but he's a criminal. And, and she goes, what? I go, yeah. And I, and I said, I don't want you to do business with him. He's a criminal. And she was kind of taken aback. But there's a lot of nice people in this business that will slit your throat and stab you in the back. And what I love about Richard Brooke and Armand is they aren't in that category. These guys are absolutely living and breathing the integrity and future of this profession. And when you decide to jump in a foxhole, it's the foxhole these guys are in that you want to jump into. And I'm just telling all of you, there are so many false prophets out there that that shiny, shiny, charismatic throat slitters. And I want you to make sure you do your homework, which means probably call me because I'm going to know. And I just don't want you to go off a cliff because I've been off the cliff too many times. And these two guys are guys I love. So talk to me, Armand, about what you think the future. We got a long segment here. Where are we right now? We've just come through COVID. We got experienced in Zoom and learned how to build businesses from our house. And now we're going back out in the world to increase that human connection while still utilizing technology we kind of scoffed at. I think we're in great shape. What about you? Well, the way I see it is that this world, you know, the way everybody paints it, if you listen to the news, we're all going to die. You know? <laughs> but, you know, but the truth of it is, is that more people say those things you know then the more horrible the economy gets and the more you know horrible inflation gets and all that stuff guess what happens network marketing explodes we have some of the best times during those times of movements that are negative in the rest of the world why because people are looking for an opportunity at that point people that didn't look for the opportunity and they were making a great income guess what now they need the extra income right now is the time to progress. For example, one of the things that I did when COVID started, a lot of companies shut down. I don't know if you guys noticed, a lot of network marketing shut down. The only difference that we did, like for example, myself, to you know, for my company, I went on a 40-day, every single day, uh, like uh, uh, um, I just did Zooms every single day, every single day, every single day. And they were they were all motivational. They're all training. They're all everything. And I was all I was doing is trying to keep people's mindset away from what's happening in the world. And if you do that, guess what happens? Your mindset converts to them because it only takes 30 days to create a habit. If you push them for 40 days, guess what? Their mindset's completely different. And that's what we got to do as leaders is, you know, leadership basically means you know, showing the way, showing the way of somebody else. It's like, for example, to me, there's a lot of different things that people can do. And there's a lot of different stories that people can have, you know, but 
you know, there was one story that keeps in my mind all the time. It's, for example, we have a mentor, a, a leader that it's in front you know, of rooms and, and everything like we, a Richard Bliss or myself or Tom. And all of a sudden you're walking down the beach, like just to say right there in, in, in beautiful Hawaii. And then as you're walking down, you're walking down with a, your student, your, your, uh, your, your, the person who's learning from you. And guess what? He's asking you questions. But he's, the problem is people ask the wrong questions. And when they're asking the wrong questions, they get the right answers, but not the answers they want. You know, and when they get, don't get the answers they want, they start getting angry and angry. So this student is walking around with his mentor. And he's going down the beach. All of a sudden, the student turns around. And he goes, he can't believe what this mentor is telling him. He turns around and he, bow, he hits him in the face. Mentor turns around and goes, looks at him. And he goes, I can't believe you just did that. You asked me to tell you the things and I'm going to tell you honestly what's wrong with you. If you don't understand that, then you're going to have a hard problem growing in this business. So he turns around, he grabs a piece of stick, the stick that was on the floor, and he starts writing on the ground. He goes, my, my apprentice just hit me, just popped one in my, you know, my face. You know, he just hit me right now. So, and, he, and, and then he goes, look, you got to calm down. You got to do whatever. I'm leaving, you know, learn from this. And he took off. The apprentice stood there and watching, you know, this words. And he goes like, why did he, you know, why did he write this? And he's looking down on the, on the sand and all of a sudden the waves come in and little by little, the sand's getting these words and pushing them away and it's, it's flowing away. All of a sudden, you know, what happens is he realizes he created a mistake and he wanted to ask his mentor for forgiveness. So he tries to race up to try to catch up to him. But by this time, his mentor was with his family and he was in the ocean. All of a sudden, a tough wave came. The, the wave started turning and he started almost like drowning in the water. He couldn't handle it. And this apprentice jumped in and grabbed him, saved him, brought him in. Then the mentor looked at him. He says, thank you for coming. Why did you come back? He goes, because the words that you gave me meant more after you left than it did during when you were telling me when you, you were creating that anger. And all of a sudden, the, the mentor picks up a rock and he chips in the rock, basically, my apprentice saved my life. So when that happened was, uh, and the apprentice turns around and he goes, why did you write this in a, in a stone like this? He says, because everything that is bad that's happening around you, that your business is moving the wrong way, that you're thinking something's wrong, you must write those things in the sand so the water can take it away. But anything that is positive, you always write and you put it in stone so you'll always have it the rest of your life. So basically, that's one of the things that, you know, I, I kind of think that way, you know, and it's like everything that's negative, you just shove it off and let it let it flow. And then everything that's positive, you know, it's fantastic. It's like last time Richard came over to California and then we were together, you know, the stuff that I learned from Richard, you know, and I wasn't even thinking of learning. It was just listening because that's what we do as professionals. We don't just talk. We listen to other people and we give that respect level to other people that have that knowledge and guess what he taught me so many things in just that conversation alone as a matter of fact in in my company alone let me see this is too funny what a great story in, in my company every single one of my employees when they come in and we have 267 employees so everybody comes in they don't know what network marketing is they don't know what we're about but guess what i'm giving them a copy of Richard's, you know, it, it, it manifesto here. Why? Because the manifesto and everything that it means, if you if you respect somebody, it doesn't matter if he's my company or not, if you respect somebody so much and he knows what he's talking about, guess what happens? You know, 
you pass that information along. And that's the best thing you can do for anybody that's around you. Thank you, Armand. Pop, Let's... pop that, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did have an extraordinary day with Armand. We had great Mexican food. We toured his office. We toured his warehouse. He gave me a ride in, I, I don't know, what was that? <laughs> was that a Bentley? What was that? A Rolls Royce. Right. Oh, of course it was a Rolls Royce. <laughs> I got to ride in that car. <laughs> you are the real deal, Armand. And, you know, um, all our profession needs is just more people, more leaders. And all of you out there listening, this is the journey that's available to you because every one of us started at the bottom. We started at the beginning. We just we started signing an agreement. We started with that conversation about, wow, maybe it could happen for me. We struggled. We failed. We got hit in the face over and over and over again, not usually by mentors, but prospects and teammates and competitors sometimes. And we just hung in there and made our dream more important to us than our excuses. And one of the, you know, I think the things that we're all grateful for is we just happened to be fortunate to have fallen into a profession that provides maybe three things that I would have you all think about. One is this exponential growth of a team of people that are contributing to our income for our entire life, perhaps our children and grandchildren's lives. We don't have to hire them. We don't have to pay them. All we have to do is love them, support them, tolerate them sometimes, train them, coach them. And we can end up with a hundred, a thousand, 10,000 people working for us. Like, you know, somebody that owns a fortune 100 company. And then we have the opportunity to be in this community, which transcends our own company, our own team. And, you know, we're a, we're a community, we're a profession that's under assault. You know, the regulators, the media, a lot of people out there in the community, they would like to get rid of the network marketing profession. So we got to band together. And that challenge, that assault, that threat does band us together. And it makes us tighter. It makes us strong. You know, as individual sticks, we can snap. But when if we bind together, nothing can break us. And we have this beautiful community where we can rely on each other and, and create this friendship and and it's global and it lasts a lifetime. And the third thing that we have is a profession and a community and a journey that, as Armand says, this is the toughest thing you'll ever learn how to do. But when you learn how to do it, you're going to be so strong as a leader, so strong as a human being, so powerful, so peaceful that nothing can touch you in life. And one of the things I think we all have to think about or be realists about is 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 40 years from now, 50 years from now, life is going to be different on this planet, whether it's a different environmental client, a different political climate, a different economical client, uh, uh, climate. We all need to build a fortress of health and wealth around us so we can protect our family from whatever might be coming at us. Because threats are coming. And I don't mean to be a doomsdayer. I think it's just reality. Change is coming. And, you know, the old model of getting a job and 
putting money away in your 401k and relying on social security, that's just, you're going to end up homeless with that model. Yeah. We've got the model that'll give you great community, great personal development, and a great fortress of financial protection around you and your family for generations to come. This deserves your attention, your sacrifice, your passion, your hard work, and your journey to mastery. This deserves you waxing on and waxing off until you master it. And then when you master it, wow, is it fun. You get on top of the wave and you surf the wave as opposed to getting pummeled by it, which kind of the way the journey goes sometimes. Exactly. Dad, we got 45 seconds. Take us to the break. Okay, well, if you the reason Adrian and I aren't talking is because we would be idiots to talk inside of what these guys have to say. They are at the pinnacle of what they're doing. Richard on the generic training side, Armand on the network marketing side. I'll never forget when Armand said, man, my job is to make the little guy not little. And that's all I want to do. I don't want to play any other game except help people help themselves. And he's done it. So we're going to come back right after this. It is the legacy leader, leader, uh, whatever it's called, on the Genesis Communication Network. Take it away. All right. Almost nil. <laughs> when That's do we get perfect. to buy silver impregnated bacon? Is that now? Is that That's being advertised this, now? This is the silver impregnated bacon portion of the show for the next 15 seconds. I want to talk. We haven't talked about your book yet. Armand, so that's what I want to, I'm going to go straight there on the way back out because we got about six and a half minutes on the other side of this break. So we're coming back here in three. Welcome back. Final segment on the Legacy Leadership Radio Show with Adrian Chenault, Tom Chenault, Armand Puyo, and special bonus guest, Richard Blissbrook. This has been such a great conversation. And before the break, Richard said something so important, which is that this is a profession that is worth mastering and it takes work and it takes the right leadership and mentorship and steps to do that. And one of the many things I love about you, Armand, is that you have lived that journey from a really, really young age, had success in multiple companies. And I'm sure people asked you forever, when are you going to write a book? And you finally did it. And not only did you finally do it, but you finally put it in a language that I can read, which I'm very happy about. So the Spanish version came out first, which was so, so badly needed. There's just nothing that's written in Spanish for this profession. We were talking about that before the show. But now not only is it in Spanish, it's in English. So talk about the book and congratulations and thank you, first of all. Well, here's a secret. Uh, I actually wrote it in English uh, and, and it's not a book. You know, I, I'm not... A, great at my Spanish, so I did need a translator to translate it to Spanish. But here, here's the key. And a lot of people don't understand that, you know, if you need to sharpen yourself every single day, it's what you need to learn to get better at your profession. For example, everything that we're doing right now, uh, you know, just, just every day in a generic way to, uh, to help everybody, it's like Tom was saying, you know, to me, my mission is not to make millionaires. Now, I know a lot of people want to become millionaires. Everybody, some people will, some won't. Fantastic. My business is to create as many people, and no matter whose business you're in, as if you're in whatever company you're in, if we can help you put food on the table, 
feed your kids, pay the rent, and guess what? Live a life that you don't have to worry. Then we did our job. It just doesn't have to be millions. And see, for me, that's important. See, there's a story my pastor said the other day, and it was very relevant to this. You know, it's just imagine you got this one kid, and all he does, all he did is, you know, he wants a job, and he wants a job so bad, he walks up. You know, to the, where they're cutting down trees, and he backs up with his axe. And when he walks up to his axe, he asks to the manager uh, or the foreman, and he goes, "Hey, I want a job." The foreman goes, "Kid, you're too thin, you're too small, you're too scrawny. You need more muscle. Look at these guys; they're huge and everything else." He goes, "But I can do it." He goes, "Well," he goes, I, "I'm sorry, you're too much. But I'll work for free. I'll work for free, and you know, you can test me at the end of the week. You know, it's going to be awesome. You know, if you if you like it, you keep me. If you don't, you let me go." So this kid grabs his ass and he goes, okay, fantastic. Go, here's a helmet and go, go, go. The kid gets a hacks and he starts chopping down trees and he goes, chops one down pretty quickly. And then he chops down a second one pretty quickly, third one pretty quickly, a fourth one pretty quickly. One thing that happens is this, he chopped down 20% more than the most, uh, than the, the guy who, who did the most job before. And all of a sudden what happened was the next day he came in, he says, chopping down all these trees, chopping down, chop, 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 chop. And all of a sudden he did, 15% more than the guy who was the top, you know, person who cut trees. Then the third day came, he only did 5% more. Then the fourth day came, the guy who used to be the number one, he became number one again, but by 20%. It was like a big jump. Then the fifth day came, he was under almost 50% of all that. So the foreman comes up to him, he says, look, this is not going to work out for you. You know, you're, you're too slow. You're, you're doing it because like, it's impossible. I'm the one working the hardest. I don't go for lunch. I am the first one here. I'm the last one to go. The foreman goes, well, what's the issue then? Why, why are you not, you know, your numbers are not up, basically, as they were at the beginning. And then the foreman took a look at his axe. The foreman grabs his axe and he goes, when was the last time you sharpened this? He goes, I've never sharpened it. He goes, see, that's the issue. And that's the issue with network marketers. Because if you think you can go on through life without sharpening your axe, guess what's going to happen? You're just going to fall. You're going to fall behind to everybody else. So it's important for you to go to like the ANNPs. It's important for you to go to the European uh, you know, uh, site of all these network markets. It's, it's important to you that you listen to a Richard Brooks or, or a, a Tom Chenault and learn from people who really don't really mind you being in another company. They don't care. I mean, I don't, I don't care if you're in another company. I have uh, I got about 25 different seven-figure earners that I've uh, mentored. They're in other companies. They're, they're, they're in other companies. Guess what? We talk. We we have fun. We we do things. We go to vacations together. Guess what it is? It's about the success that you grow. It's not about the money you make. The money will come. You just have to be patient. The money will come. But if you treat people right and you teach people correctly, you're going to have success no matter what you do. Whoa. What do you think of that, Brooke? I think Armand's the real deal, and I'm glad he wrote a, glad he wrote a book. And I'm going to order a bunch of them, and then I'm going to interview him. Yeah, get some of that wisdom all over my network for well, sure. You know, you I, Armand could probably uh, he could probably get in that Rolls Royce and drive from Ontario to New York City, never stay in a hotel never buy a meal and never call ahead yeah because he's that, loved everywhere he goes your networker i saw a quote um 
I want to find it again. I want to get back on that website. Hold on. You got 45 seconds. So this is a quote, this is a quote from Armand. Top earners in network marketing may be found at the top of a pay plan mountain. But when, when you look for me, I'll always be found at the foot of the mountain, helping others reach the summit. Whoa. What yep. a way to go out. Armand, congratulations. MLMGuru.com. Everybody go buy a copy of this book. We love you to death, man. We love your wife. I love you, Lysis, your people, everything. You are the real deal, man. And thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me on. Just so you guys know, the book is not a story that's in the book. It's just trainings. And you can flip to whatever training you need to. That's all it is. Just straight we up. We're going to get a lot. We're going to get ready. You better hire another publisher because we're going to sell some of them. So thank you, man. Adrian, take us out. Thank you. All right. We're out of here. See you next week on Legacy Leadership. Next week, Curtis Broom. See you next week. Fantastic. All right, we're still on Facebook for another minute. What a job, you guys. Awesome. Nice job. Richard, thank you. What a great show. No, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's always fun to be on it with you guys. Tell yeah. us about that house you've got over there in California now. You've just you you are set. I see you in the swimming pool, but you know, that's the fruits of hard work that took a long time. But just like Richard Brooke. You know, there's no, there's nothing like this business because you can achieve anything, can't you, Armand? Well, you know, there's nothing that can stop you anywhere you're at. I mean, if you put your mindset to it, it's, 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 it's true. People don't really think about it. But if whatever you put your mind to, you can accomplish. That's what this is beautiful about this country is that no matter where you're at, whatever you want, it, you know, you, you, you were born with the same two legs, same two feet, same two eyes that everybody else was. You know, it's just a, a matter of doing things. Uh, you know, and that's one of the things that, you know, I see, you know, I lived in a home, for example, uh, the same home that I had, you know, with, you know, we have six kids between me and Esther and, you know, we lived in the same home for 12 years, you know, 18 years more than nothing, you know, and everybody fits perfectly in that home. The new home that we got, you know, it's, it's something that's fantastic. Yes. But sometimes, you know, you wait, you don't do it back then you wait till you can. And what we do is, you know, I, I have a, a saying that I always tell people and I, when I train people, it's like, don't ever spend money you don't have. And if you're going to buy something, and I know a lot of people are go against this, but buy cash, you know, buy everything cash. Don't owe a dime to nobody and don't buy until you can afford it and you can buy it all to completely. So no matter how many multi-million dollars that home is, you, if you save for it, guess what? You're going to have it. You spend 10% and then you keep the rest. That's all it is. Love that. Love that. Brilliant. Guys, what a great show. Thank you so much. Have fun in Hawaii, boys. And Armand, you are welcome anytime. You are well, officially the backup host. Brooke, you're fired from that job. And Tom, please take more vacations. This is my great <laughs> show. <laughs> Brooke, I, I need Bye. to see a photo, I mean, a video of Tom trying to surf. I need to see that. That's coming. No problem I, at I, all. I, I've seen him on, you know, endangering his life at 70, but and I got to see him now, you know, not a, right. I'll set it up. I'll set it up. All right. See guys. you later. See